Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another sub-sub-segment uh, of our watch of Sex in the City. <laughs> We're already talking about how long this is going to take. Yeah. I hope if we ever do leave the show, someone takes the mantle up. Yes. And continue with it, because it needs to be finished. But we yeah. are on episode four. I hope you've had the chance to, if you've not watched all of Sex and City yet, you should watch it first. I get, I don't know. Maybe you don't have to. I think watch it with us, or well, yeah. Yeah. Or, no, no. <laughs> what I meant was, like, just just like that, that mm. is out, and just like that yes. is out right now, and we right. have already done that episode, so I hope you have enjoyed that as well. And there is an accompaniment podcast yes. through iHeart that is happening with, and just like that. Mm-hmm. But we are throwing it all the way back to the original first season yeah. <laughs> at this point in time of Sex in the City. And Annie, do you want to do a recap of okay. our first three episodes? Okay, because just a reminder, this is my first time <laughs> um, watching these, and it's been very interesting. So far, we've had conversations around women, single women versus married women. We've had discussions around, like, body, liking your body or not liking your body, and then loving like a man that is to just have sex and be emotionless, I guess, and not worry about it. Very good. No emotions. No emotions. No connection. No connections. And then models being an issue um, in general. Yes. Very good. (laughs) And I guess we should go ahead and put this out. We know what's going on uh, in the world of Sex in the City and just like that when it comes to the allegations towards uh, Chris Noth. And are very glad to see that the women, the main uh, women of uh, Sex and the City and just like that, have issued a statement in um, support of the women who have come forward, uh, as are we. This definitely changes how we see a lot of this, and I'm very sad by that. At the same yeah. time, I'm very glad that the women have found the courage to do what they needed to do, and we support them as well. Uh, we will definitely keep a watch as to what that looks like um, in the future. Of course, yes, this is all just allegations at this point in time, but we are very su- big supporters of believing women, and mm-hmm. that's where we will leave that. So, yeah, I, I don't know about you, Annie. But for me, when something like this happens, which we did have a conversation the other day, it was like, why? Why are men? Just in general, why (laughs) are men? Uh Um, And this is kind of one of those moments of like, you know, when you see something and it changes your perspective forever. And there are certain shows, movies, things that I can't watch anymore because of things like that. And so we understand if you're like, yeah, this kills all of that as well. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to process. And yeah, just why? Just why? (laughs) It's exhausting. It is. It is really exhausting oh. and very unfortunate. All right. And we're not going to ignore it, which is why we wanted to go ahead and address that. Mm-hmm. But we are continuing on. At this point in time, he's not a big character right now. So we've already been introduced to Skipper, who is not... He, he's uh, he's a kind of a main guy for the first couple of seasons, I think, or at least the first season for sure. But after that, he does kind of fade away. We're about to see him again. Um, but are you ready for... What is Annie's prediction? Everyone is ready except for me. Yeah, here Um, we go. So the title of this episode is called Valley of the 20-something Guys. What do you think that is? Uh, I think that it is a... 
<laughs> like uh, 20-year-old men who, young 20-year-old men who um, are kind of out of, I don't know if out of the league is the right word, but they're like immaturely flirting with um, older women. Okay. And I don't know, maybe going to places where 20-year-old dudes have sort of overtaken it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes. Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Chris Knott is in this one. I do remember this. Okay. So he is back in here. So we'll see. There's no, I don't think there's any introductions to anyone newer or a staple. So I think this is, this is fine. Also, we are sipping, because it is a happy hour. I made another round of Cosmos. And they are delicious. Yay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. We'll see what you got right. Oh, no. He's late. Who? Mr. Big. Who else? <gasps> Carrie, that's great. Is it a date? No, he called it a thing. He said, meet me. Meet me for a drink thing. So she's really, word. she's put on the fur. Yeah, yeah. She's really showing up for this date. Right. This non-date. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know what? I think we've all been there. Yeah. You don't want to call it a date, so you call it a meetup, a get-together, drinks, right. yep. coffee, you know, so, mm-hmm. but it's not a date. Cause, but that does seem outdated a little bit, that word. Maybe I'm just outdated. Dates. Yeah. Twenty-something guys always know the really important B people. Bus boys, So it's twenty-somethings know a lot of people and look cute. Twenty-somethings, they are experimenting with a younger group. Oh. So my partner is... Five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. And so he is coming towards his late thir- later 30s, and I am early 40s. But it's something that I had to really adjust to. It's like four to five year difference. And as, you know, young as I feel, it does feel <laughs> weird. Right, right. So going that significant, I feel like is whole thing. I will, and also I think there's a, personally, and I think for a lot of people, if I look back when I was 20, no, I did not know a thing. Right. I did not know a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Everybody in here is in their 20s. And so are we. Oh. As I glanced mm-hmm. around. Pretend to be 20s. Pretend to be 20s. I once accidentally, I was pretty drunk and I lied about my age. And then later I was like, why did I lie about my age? <laughs> Was it older or younger? Younger. Oh, okay. But not, not by much, but it was just like, why did I? Yeah. I mean, if I was to go back on the dating site, I wonder. Mm. Because I think, have we hit the group where, not because I don't want to date my age, but when I was on the app in being mid-30s, I was getting hit on by guys from what is now my age. Right. And their limit was, like, whenever I was 35, that was the top of the limit. Right. And so I wondered, I was like, is it even worth it? Right. Yeah. Seeing each other for a couple of weeks. I really like you. And tomorrow night after dinner, I want us to have anal sex. Oh, that was my second guess. Anal sex. Anal sex. (laughs) So this brings together all of the women yeah. To have this discussion. To do or not to do anal. Okay. Her. It's all about control. If he goes up there, there's going to be a shift in power. I've had this conversation, too. Is it about power? 
I guess when I had this conversation with my friend, I was more like, it sounds like you're just doing it because you think he's going to leave you if you don't. Oh. And I don't think that's a healthy no. space. Yeah. Can we f*** the regular way? Yes, please. As awkward as that is, that is at least a healthy conversation. He yeah. tells her what he wants. She doesn't want it. He accepts it and moves it on. Yeah. Yeah. End of story. That's how it's done. Decisions. Decisions. Talking it through. Not being shamed in what you like. Right. Or what you don't like. And what you don't like. Mm -hmm. That is healthy communication. Did Mm -hmm. they make it? No. Because we never see him again after this episode. (laughs) But that's still healthy communication. What's my score? What do I get? 20-somethings were there, so I guess you get, like, 10%. I feel like I get 30%. Okay, I'll give you 30%. <laughs> there was flirting yes. with 20-year-olds, so I'll give they you that. They were going to places where there were a bunch of 20-year-olds. Yes. Okay, I'll give you 50%, because you're yes. right. There was flirting. There were 20-year-olds involved. Yes. Uh, but it was more of an experiment. And it, it, it's kind of funny to me. On all of the different episodes that we we watch, it is like a very telltale like experimentation of dating, mm-hmm. and we've all been there. That's mm-hmm. one of the things I did love about. I hate dating. I get anxious. I hate it. My first actual online date, I was so freaked out. I had my roommate and her boyfriend follow us. They got seated right behind us, which was hilarious. Wow. Um, it wasn't a good date. We moved on, but like it became like a running story, mm-hmm. and I started dating more and more, and it became interesting. Yeah. Because at least I had the good stories to come away from it. Yeah. But it's kind of like this experiment of who are you dating? Where do they come from type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And the kind of the puzzle of the whole thing. And I think that is a very relatable experience of going back to those assumptions that you have that you make and what you think a thing is versus what the other person thinks the thing right. is. And that's why communication is important, but also... The right. other person being willing to hear and, you. Yeah. I think the 90s to uh, early 2000s, maybe it's still happening and I don't understand it because I'm, I'm not dating anymore as per se, but it is like a power play of, you know what? I know it happens because, yeah, even before this relationship, it's been a bit while, like I would not text unless he yeah. texted first. Yeah. Um, I would make sure that it was very cool and not needy, trying to be playing it cool, mm-hmm. even though I'm freaking out. So if I'm texting him, y'all, I went this far. If I was texting him, I met him on the dating site and he didn't respond in a certain amount of time, I would go and see if he had been online. And some of them would show the last time they were online. I'm like, you son of a (laughs) (laughs) You Mm -hmm. son of a all the bad things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was a power play. Yeah. I mean, that's I feel like I was never very healthy in my dating life. And I think maybe now I've got more tools and I could be better. But it was always about power. It was always about who is holding the cards here, who is the one that is more ready to leave, Mm -hmm. and who's going to be okay with that. Right. And that's not a great way to be. But to me, it makes sense. Like You're kind of always thinking about the calculating, like, okay... It is calculation of like who looks more needy, Mm -hmm. who looks like they have the power, Mm -hmm. who left it on red. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Those text messages. Ooh. Yes. Well, and I think that's interesting about like when it comes to women and how we've been socialized of the conversation Charlotte had of if I don't do this, you're never going to marry me because it means I'm basically the slut, I would say. Yeah. Versus if I also don't do it, then I'm letting you down and you feel like I owe this to you. And I feel like a lot of a lot of us and a lot of women feel that way. Right. Um, where you're always kind of like balancing that line of, I have to satisfy this dude in this very hetero relationship, but also I can't be too right. forward with what I want or too, I can't give in, also in quotes, of like having anal sex. Right. Because then he'll be done with me. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's definitely a big conversation We've constantly had, and we still have, uh, the idea that we owe them something, Mm -hmm. and we owe them what they want to the full thing, as well as the fact that, you know, the saying, lady in the streets, freaking the the streets, lady in the streets type of thing, it's Mm -hmm. that conversation of, like, being a certain type of way, and only one way, and it's all about you and how we make you look or how we make you feel. And when I say we, talking about in a heteronormative idea of women versus men, but that is that big conversation. And I do really like that that she was able to say, no, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And of course, her character seems a lot more uh, conservative compared mm-hmm. to. But it's a really great conversation to have and trait to see where she was able to say no. Yeah. She was able to talk to all of her friends with very different thoughts and processing. Mm-hmm. And then being able to say, no, I don't like it. And him accepting it again. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. Is that always reality? No, but I'm glad to see it like that, that she didn't yeah. just give in. Me too. I think that's, I wish I had had the ability to do that because I would get so in my head about I have to do it this way or this way, but I, it was never about what I wanted. It right. was always about what the other person wanted. And I wish I'd had at least had the conversation, even if the answer, which so often it was for me, was I don't know. Right. Um, but I'm not comfortable with it right now. And I, you know, we've talked about this before. I was raised very conservatively. So there are a lot of things where I was like, even if I'm okay with this, I'm like knee-jerk not okay right. with this. Right. Agreed. I mean, I've definitely had I, I, the figuring out what a blowjob was was hilarious <laughs> and me asking my mom about it. And the fact that my mom was very straightforward and there are moments I'm like, I kind of didn't want to know this from my mother. Right. Because that makes me think, oh, no, I didn't need to know about this about my parents. But <laughs> but the fact of the matter, she's like, you know, she's kind of the same way as we talk about sex in the old school conservative ideas about loving someone and enjoying something because you love that person conversation. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Because for so long, it's so dirty. And it's all about right. men having power over women right. or men having power over someone else mm-hmm. um, in general. So it felt very nice to see my that perspective and being able to ask her and she didn't completely freak out. Yeah. Was, was a good conversation. But in my head, it's definitely one of those things where like, why would we do this? I don't understand this. What is this? And it's a joke and it's a joke against women. That's what it felt like for so long. Yeah, and we talked about that. I was the same way, and this is not to say, because I've had friends who've said I feel very powerful being able to give that type of pleasure. But to me, I always thought it was degrading, and I think some of the things like we saw on TV, I would see running jokes of like, it must have been his birthday, or like basically implying it's definitely not about her. Yeah, It's something that is all about the dude's pleasure and uh, kind of a transactional thing, which we've also been talking about a lot lately. But I do know people who 
And I think that's good. Like if it's healthy and you know why you want it and you're right. cool with it and you have this kind of conversation about it, then yeah. go for it. I mean, to be honest, for me as well, like not to get too personal, like I do enjoy things like knowing that making, not just making someone happy, but it, it feels sexy to me too. Right. Uh, and that's that's great. But mm-hmm. like, of course, again, that could change on a flip with who your partner is. Yes. And that's the conversation too. Yes. And and like why you're doing it and right. why the other the person is like asking. And it's all these questions that they were having in this of always like what is trying power? to figure Who's it out. This? Yeah. yeah, what's it behind? Do you feel comfortable? Do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. And and good having good like aspects. Kind of like the listener had sent us when we did the original uh, Sex in the City episode, she was like, you know, I feel like they all represent one person, but different aspects of your personality. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're correct. I feel like they do, like, have a thing that, like, there's a small bit of each of them in a one person, typically. Yes. Typically. <laughs> all right. So, what did you think about this episode? I enjoyed it. I think there was a lot of... <laughs> it Obviously, it stirred up some conversation with us. I was able to uh, relate and things that I've talked about with my friends. I enjoyed, as always, the 90s, <laughs> hardcore 90s. Oh, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Some R2-D2. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, hmm. I've never noticed that ever. <laughs> I feel like I'm watches, picking up all the nerd, like, every bit of Godzilla. Here's like, R2-D2. what? <laughs> okay. Every time. I love it. Yes. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. And y'all, I enjoyed it, and I hope you guys can join us again and that you've enjoyed it as well, because we're going to keep on going. Yes, this is the Sminty Gauntlet. Um, (laughs) Only 90 episodes left in a couple of movies. (laughs) Yes, and we hope that you will join us along the way, listeners. And as always, we would love to hear your thoughts about any and everything we're talking about. You can email us at stephaniemomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina. Super, super. Oh, yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 